0: We are celebrating today 50 years of missions. You know that on September 20th, 2020, was our fifth, we began our 50th year as a church. And uh, so we're going to have several services. We're going to be emphasizing things that have happened in the last 50 years. And today we end the week of prayer for international missions. So we're going to be uh, looking at uh, some folks who have been involved in international missions. Some of you all have been on short-term missions. Uh, we got two or three videos for you. A couple of them are going to spread out, so we'll warn you about that kind of thing. And uh, we, we tried to get in touch with everybody who had been involved in international missions from Parkway, uh, where it would be over a year, vocational ministry or whatever it was. And, uh, and we, heard back, we heard back from 10 people, got back videos from 10 people. I thought we might get a handful. And so we're going to show portions of all of those for you today. And some of these you probably will, some you'll know, some you will not know. But all of them have a couple of things. One is a connection to Parkway. And so these are people from Parkway who have gone out to do international missions. And all of them have a connection to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so... We have a connection to these who are sharing around the world. First video that we're going to show is uh, some of our short-term mission trips that Parkway have been involved in uh, and internationally. And then we're going to show the first portion of some of those who have been involved are going to give you a greeting, tell you a little bit about themselves, and then we'll see a little more later uh, in the service.
1: Congratulations on 50 years of missions. My name is Jason Hill, and I'm the son of Gene and Marcia Hill. I've been married to Kelly for 23 years, and we have four children. Rachel, who's 18, Natalie, who's 15, David, who's 13, and Evie, who is 10. From 2000 to 2004, Kelly and I served with the International Mission Board in the African nation of Zambia. We entered thinking that we would serve overseas until retirement, but God brought us back to the United States after our first term due to lack of medical clearance after our stateside assignment. You know, Parkway has had a significant influence on my life and ministry. It was at Parkway where I was saved, baptized. I preached my first sermon during Youth Sunday. I was called and licensed And even ordained to the gospel ministry at Parkway. Throughout my time in Auburn, God used missionary speakers at Parkway to fine-tune my call to serve Him overseas. Whether I was pastoring in the United States or serving overseas, members of Parkway faithfully prayed for us, often wrote to us, came to work alongside us, and even Sometimes financially supported us in our ministry. Throughout my 25 plus years of ministry, wherever I've served, Parkway's Heart for Missions has supported me.
2: Hey Parkway, this is Jerry Colley, and my wife Judy. I'm a veterinarian in opelika Been here for 40 years. I uh, just want to let y'all know how special Parkway has been to my family, the Collie family over the last many years. When I was in vet school, we were members at Parkway. Uh, that's where we got our interest and our love for missions. We spent um, two years on the mission field in Bangladesh, uh, been to Mongolia, Honduras, Guatemala, Haiti, a number of mission trips, but it all started right there at Parkway.
3: Hello Parkway, we are Will and Kelly, and we serve in Central Asia, and we just wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you very much for all of your support, all of your prayers, all of your encouragement. We really appreciate them. They mean so much to us. So thank you. Uh, My first interaction with Parkway was back in 2011 when I was on a stateside assignment. Parkway uh, provided a house for me during my furlough time. And I would not, I probably would not have met Kelly were it not for uh, being able to stay at that house. So I am thankful for Parkway and the Parkway family, Parkway generosity, uh, the true love that Parkway shows uh, for many, many, many reasons. So
4: even before 2011, when we met, Parkway has been a huge part of my life since 2001, when I came to Auburn as a freshman. So many of you took me into your houses, hugged me on weekends, my parents were far away, you gave me car rides, you helped me with my laundry. Somebody said, come join the choir with me. And so I've been a member of Parkway since 2001. Uh, I was part of the Adopt-A-Student program. And even beyond my college years, y'all supported, encouraged, prayed for me as I went overseas as a journeyman, and then as I headed off to seminary, and now as a couple, thank you. We love you guys, and we, we know that you
3: love us too. A couple of prayer requests uh, that we have. Um, I think many of you know that we are expecting uh, a little baby girl, uh, February 24th of next year, Lord willing. So please pray for a healthy mom, healthy baby, healthy delivery, um, we would really appreciate that. And then one other prayer request, just please pray for our local brothers and sisters from back over in Central Asia that they would continue to walk closely uh, with the Lord uh, and be a light to those around them, especially during these difficult days. Again, thank you very much uh, for all that you do. God bless.
2: Hey, I'm Rusty, and this is my wife Peggy. Uh, we want to talk to you today about... Uh, Uh, one of our heroes, and her name is Lottie Moon. We are in the midst of uh, 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 raising funds to support International Mission Board missionaries around the world. The system, the support system, uh, has a name. It's called the Lottie Moon Christmas Offering. And uh, I want you to know that if you contribute to that fund, 100% of those monies donated will go to the mission field. It will go to support missionaries, to provide housing, provide transportation for about 3,500 missionaries around the world who are serving with the International Mission Board in these days. Of course, the goal is, as always, among the missionary forces is to announce the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Uh, we, um, we want to encourage you also to be an active participant in the, in the giving to the fund, but also to be giving of yourselves in service as missionaries right here in Auburn, our to the ends of the earth, wherever that might take you, be uh, be ready, be prepared to, to announce the good news of Jesus Christ wherever you might serve. Thank you for supporting us. We are uh, we we've been retired for a few years now, but uh, we were we were grateful for the opportunity to serve in Central America and then in then in, uh, in Europe and then a couple of years at our administrative headquarters in Richmond, Virginia. But thank you for your support. Thank you for your support even now as we continue to minister in our retirement.
0: The end of the week of prayer for international missions, and so it is the beginning of our promotion for the Lighting Moon Christmas Offering, as you have heard. We hear from some more Parkway missionaries here in just a moment. It is traditional for many of our Parkway members to give on the first Sunday of December. If you've come prepared to give, great. We will have, uh, you can give that on your way out if you have not already, or any during the month of December. Our goal is $40,000. It's been $40,000 the last two or three years. We've come close to hitting that goal, maybe even hit it once or twice And considering, do we keep the same goal? Do we keep it that high? But then we remember that this year you have been faithful in your giving to the church. We've not passed an offering plate in nine months. And you have given more to the general fund of Parkway Baptist Church than ever before. We are ahead of... Where we were last year in our giving uh, by some margin. And uh, so uh, you've been faithful, but the Lord has been faithful, and uh, we'll continue to give him all the glory and the credit. And so, no reason that uh, with the Lord's help that uh, we cannot reach our goal of $40,000, and we encourage you uh, to be prepared to do just that. And we appreciate those who have uh, given videos you saw. Of course, the alums in the last video, and then the one, I mean, the last segment and the one before that was. Uh, Kelly and her husband, Will, Kelly, of course, is the alum's uh, daughter, and you heard there, if you didn't know already, she's expecting, and so maybe there'll be some milestone here maybe that we hit sometime in the future to where we'll have three generations that we'll be sharing uh, perhaps about missions, and uh, I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but you never know. Can I read for you the Christmas story to help us with our theme today? The Christmas story according to the Gospel of John found in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but of everlasting life. Among the many things that John 3.16 tell us and the things that we can learn, it is the reason that we do missions. It is the reason that we care about people around the world because God cares, for God so loved the world. Gospel of Matthew has its Christmas story. Luke has, and probably even more familiar with us, its Christmas story. And then we have in John the one verse Christmas story that sums it up. The Gospel in one verse, which has become the most famous and perhaps most memorized of all verses in the Bible, at least the most recognizable. Two words as we think about Christmas that are put together. It's Christ and Mass. And we say Christ to begin with because as we think about our theme for this season, we're using or I'm using, and but we're talking about the C-O-V-I-D Christmas 2020. We want to be see what God is teaching us through the Christmas story and through this year clearly. And we talked last week about the C, which has to do with Christ, Christ and Christmas. Of course, Christ as the anointed one. Uh, Christ the anointed king was the name. And then the gift that he wants to give us is Christ-centered living. Christ meaning Messiah or Redeemer. And then there's that second word, Mass, that's in the word Christmas. It actually means a celebration or a festival, so it's appropriate today that we celebrate the birth of the Redeemer. It's a time like none other, and he is worthy of our praise and much more. The name or description of Jesus for today, kind of taking us with our uh, theme for today, is Only Begotten Son. It's the O in the C-O-V-I-D. Some of your translations say, as you read John 3.16, it says, the one and only which is a good understanding because he is the one and only. He is unique like none other. Second person of the Trinity. He is the only one who's come in the flesh who is eternal, that is, has no beginning and no ending. He is the one who is almighty God who has come in the flesh. And there's a gift that Jesus wants to give you today. I mean you because you're here today, because you're listening today. There's a gift that Jesus wants to give you in light of being the only begotten son, but I need you to understand that there's going to be a clear choice and a clear decision that you will need to make in order to receive the gift. I find it interesting that there are two islands actually in the world called Christmas Island. One of those is in the Pacific Ocean, and it was actually discovered by Captain James Cook, not James Hook like in Peter Pan, but James Cook. On December 24, 1777, since it was Christmas Eve, he named it Christmas Island. It was an uninhabited island at the time. And then there's another island. It's in the Indian Ocean, south of Singapore. It has many inhabitants bustling with life and activity. In many ways, Christmas is an island. It's a spiritual island in a secular world. It's an island of peace and uh, love in a troubled world. It's an island of hope and faith in a pessimistic and skeptical world. But for you, you're going to have to decide whether Christmas, your life during and after the pandemic and after 2020 is an island that is vacant or is inhabited. Will it be a desolate wasteland, or will it be bustling with activity for your Lord and for your Savior and on behalf of Jesus? Most of us here, I would say most of us, we want to have a life that is full of activity, a life of meaning and purpose rather than to live a desolate life. Well, how do you, how do you accomplish that? Well, the Christmas story, according to John three sixteen, is called the gospel in a nutshell, message of salvation in one verse 25 words in the King James Version teaches us the principles about abundant living and how to be saved. And we say saved, not only saved from hell or the eternal separation from God, but also how to be saved from a life without purpose or direction. For example, one of those principles for all those who put their faith in Jesus, all those who believe. I don't mean just believe that it could be true or that it might be true, even believe that it is true, but those that have put your faith and the weight of your life and the weight of eternity in the hands of the Christ child. If if you have not, I I believe you're here today, you're sitting in the seat today or you happen to be listening today if you've not placed those things into God's hands, you're here today so that you might do that, so that you might consider that clear choice of giving these things to the Lord Jesus. Everything in your life is Progressed up to this moment, and the Lord's been working on you to make Christ source make Christ Savior and Lord over all. Others of you are here today, you've placed your faith in Jesus in eternity, but your life is maybe a little more desolate than you had hoped, and you're not living by faith. Living by faith means, among other things, to be obedient to God and trusting in Him that He'll care for you. Now, obedience is demonstrated by being faithful. And faith is demonstrated by your obedience. And what kind of things do you want to be obedient in? Well, reading God's Word regularly. Praying, spending time with the Lord, sharing God's love. It is in telling others about Him and following God's plan for your life and not falling into temptation. All these things help to demonstrate that you've placed your faith in the Lord Jesus. But another Example also of a principle that's found in this verse. If you want to add abundant living to your Christian journey, then see in John 3:16 that you and I are to walk in love. For God so loved the world that He did the most incredible thing, the greatest act of love that has ever been that leave the throne room of heaven to come be born amongst us, to be one of us, to be born in a stable, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross. In salvation for our sins. In fact, Jesus said, Greatest commandment, Love the Lord your God. Love him back is what it says. He loves you. Love him back with all your heart, so mind and strength. And then so that you might have a little more zest in your living because you have a love relationship with the one who loves you. But John, the gospel writer, the same one who wrote John 3.16, in 1 John, the first letter that he writes, he also writes these words, Because he has loved you, we ought also to love one another. You want to finish well 2020? You want to really be able to add that zest to your life in holiday season and significance? Then you want to show love to the unlovable. You want to, you want to be kind to someone who hasn't been kind to you. You want to pray for somebody that you marked off your list a long time ago. Well, the principles is so that we might be able to understand, to know, and to show God's love. And there's another one, God sent the only begotten Son, that so, so that you might have life, eternal life. This eternal, everlasting life has more to do with the quality of life than it is the quantity of life. Now, we're looking forward to that day in which we will spend eternity with our Lord and Savior and we'll realize and understand eternal life you know, to its fullest. But the quality of life he wants us to begin living even right now, being able to experience that fullness of Christ even now or a portion of that. God wants to add new life to your daily living, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what's happening in your world today. Now, these are big words in John 3:16. I don't mean necessarily big words as far as letter count but they're big in understanding, such as believe. You want to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who has given us this indescribable gift and has come to visit among us. There's the word uh, that we talked about is love, that he loves us, and we want to have understanding of that love, and the life in which he wants to give us will be yours to experience and know. Those are big terms, not all that big word. Wise. But then there are, even, there are some other words that are smaller in word count, but they're still very significant in our verse in John 3.16 because it begins with the word for. And normally it has for or therefore or something like that. It points back, and in this particular instance, we know that Jesus says what we know is John 3.16 when he's talking to Nicodemus. Some of you might remember Nicodemus, a Pharisee that came to Jesus at night because he wanted to come secretly and ask Jesus questions and Sometimes we refer to him as Nick at night. And then here we have Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, the son of man, another name for the only begotten son, the son of man must be lifted up. And he was referring to the fact that Jesus was going to die on the cross for our sins. But he said, all who look to Christ and believe will be saved. And then there's another small word, but not as, but small in letter count, but still significant. And that's the word so. For God so loved the world. Now, that could be understood in one or two ways. Sometimes we talk, and sometimes with our children, or they may say to us, or someone might say, I love you so much. Those are good words to hear. Fishermen might say, That fish was so big. Or sometimes we might say, Well, that was so much fun. So, in this case, it may be that God wanted to know that He loved you so much, and He sent His one and only Son. Or it could be understood that God loved you this much. He loves you this much, so he sent the Son. He's just not saying he loves you. It's not just words that sometimes we can say, but he's demonstrating that in the most significant way possible. Christian Standard Bible says in John three sixteen, the translators of that, I believe they understood the second way to understand the word so. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. The year was 1809 and the mail carrier was making his weekly route through Hardin County, Kentucky. And as he did, one of those who lived in the little village there in the county stopped the mail carrier and said, "What's happening in the outside world?" And he said, "Well, he said there's a uh, difficulty happening still between America and Great Britain. He said, "Also there's a there's a talk of starting a national bank." Then he returned the question, "What's happening around here in Hardin County, Kentucky?" the villager said well shucks mister nothing ever happens around here and he said well there was a baby born last night to nancy and tom lincoln but shucks mister nothing important ever happens around here what was missed was the birth of one of our almost missed the birth of one of our greater presidents now don't miss the significance of the birth in bethlehem It's significant because less than five miles away on a hill called Calvary, sometimes referred to as Golgotha or the place of the skull, we know that Jesus was placed on a cross because it reminds us just as he wants to give you and I a purpose in life, he came for a purpose so that he might be able to give his life and he might pay the debt that we could not pay. Out of love, he took our punishment upon himself and he is worthy He's worthy of all honor and praise and worthy of all who will lift up His name and all those who will follow him. It, it's also significant because just as Jesus rose again the third day, this day can be a new beginning. Oh, I could be a new beginning for you, a fresh start and a new commitment, a day in which you give your heart and life over to Jesus completely. So the name. For today, the O under the C-O-V-I-D Christmas 2020 is the only begotten son, the gift. I want you to be able to understand the gift. The gift is our only hope is the only begotten son. Our only hope is Jesus. You you and I, we're not going to find hope in ourselves if we're hoping that we can come up with something only in ourselves if Jesus Christ lives with us. Were you really thinking this year, and are you still thinking the government's going to be your hope or even a portion of it? I really do hope very soon there is a cure and a vaccine that becomes accessible to everyone. But even if it's 100% effective, it only gives hope for the one physical health need. And all those who have come up with this, Lord gave the mind and the forewithal uh, to be able to come up with what could be the cure. Because Jesus is our only hope. He's the only way. He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to live with purpose. There's no other way except through Him. Trusting and hoping in Jesus is not a duty, you understand, it is a gift. Greatest gift ever given in Bethlehem gives us hope for today and tomorrow. All along, even when you're not aware of it, God had a plan for you, and it included the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, and it included the life that he lived, and that he would die on the cross, and that he would rise again, giving you opportunity for salvation. And the Lord has us here for this purpose. So if you don't know Christ, that you can call upon him today. So that if you do know Christ that you can understand that he wants to give you this gift of the blessed only hope is found in him. I still believe that Christmas is celebrated all over the world because of the significance of the true and only hope in which the birth of the Christ child gives that does not fade. Speaking of the message of hope for the world, we've got some more friends and members of Parkway they're going to share with you now.
5: Parkway family. My name is Amanda, and I've been a member of Parkway for going on 10 years now. I'm currently serving in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. A little bit of my story is I came to visit Ethiopia in 2013 for a short one-week mission trip, and after arriving back in the U.S., I felt like God was calling me to be a part of what He is working, um, what He is doing here in Ethiopia, Um, but that was such a big call for me because I wasn't sure how I was going to be able to help the help build his kingdom here so I was looking through opportunity looking for opportunities to do that um, and I found an opportunity through teaching full-time here at Bingham Academy with that being my primary role I also am doing a lot of outreach um, work in the community that I live in our community is around 60 to 70 percent unreached so there's um, a lot to be able to help and, and a lot of people to get to know um, for His glory. And I'm so thankful that Parkway is a big part of uh, me being here. I'm so thankful for everyone that's uh, come along and stepped up um, to pray for me and to ask how I'm doing over the years. It is a lot of encouragement. Um, so thank you so much.
4: Hi, my name is Beth Crenshaw, and I went to Parkway back when I was at Auburn. So I would have been there in 2008 to 2010. Um, After graduating, I continued to visit, though, (laughs) um, when I was in town. But through Parkway, I was connected to going on my first ever mission trip internationally to Peru. Um, And from there, that really sparked an interest for me for missions um, after serving there in the summer of 2011. And that eventually led me to connect with the organization called the Adventures of Missions and go on a trip called the World Race in 2015. Um, That year, um, I was able to travel to 11 countries over that 11-month period of 2015. And I remember in December, right before I left, I went to Parkway and you guys prayed over me um, and just commissioned me out onto that missions trip. Um, And it was an incredible year of just serving um, with the Lord in such a variety of countries and cultures along with my um, teammates just learning so much in my personal walk with the Lord but then also learning about all of his creation in um, the way that our cultures and countries are so different yet how we are also so similar in what we're searching for the hope of the
5: Lord. Hey guys my name is Rebecca
6: and I'm Joel we live in North Africa uh, we met in Parkway's college ministry back in 2014, and uh, are super grateful for the Lord providing um, a way for two people who wanted to serve Him in North Africa to meet. And well, it worked out, got married. And we are so thankful uh, to Parkway for all of their love and support and encouragement um, during those times while we were there.
5: So we have been here in North Africa since January Um, and as you all know shortly uh, thereafter in March the world changed, kind of came to a screeching halt and so our transition has been anything but smooth Um, but once again just super grateful for the ways that we've seen the Lord provide for us financially uh, and with emotional support having a great group of people rally around us both here Uh, in this country as well as back in the U.S. And so we have a lot to be grateful for, for sure. Um,
6: Yeah. Yeah, and some ways that we would love for y'all to be praying for us um, is, yeah, just uh, as we are meeting with people and as we are seeking uh, to see the body of Christ uh, grow in uh, the area in which we live, yeah, I just would love for y'all to be coming alongside of us uh, in prayer. Uh, for the people here um, and yeah for just the good news uh, to be spread thanks and love you guys
7: bye hey Parkway my name is Kayla Elliott I was formerly Kayla Norwood when I attended Parkway I was very involved in the college ministry during my four years at Auburn between 2013 and 2017 Right after I graduated from Auburn, I went on an 11-month mission trip called the World Race. This trip is a little bit different than normal because it was a traveling mission trip. I only stayed in each place for one month before moving on somewhere else. I partnered with local ministries and helped them out any way that I could during that month. I did service projects like cleaning and cooking and painting. I did direct evangelism like making house visits and speaking at churches. And I did everything in between, going to orphanages, teaching English, any way that I could help. I spent five months in Asia, in India, Nepal, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Two months in Africa, in Ethiopia and Rwanda. And four months in South America, in Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia. Since my trip ended in 2018, I have been back in Alabama, but I still have a huge heart for international missions. And I wanted to send this video today to encourage you to get involved in missions. It is every one of our jobs as believers in Christ to play a role in the Great Commission and spread the good news to all peoples across the world
8: i just want to introduce myself i'm megan lewis and i attended parkway during uh, college when i was attending auburn university i had to do some thinking about what years that was but i think it was back in 2012 uh, to 2014. not that long ago i actually was able to serve as a journeyman through the international mission board in a really small country called montenegro Uh, montenegro is in the balkans region of europe and it's close to croatia serbia and actually across the adriatic sea from italy during my time there, I was able to work with a business as mission platform. And so through that business, we were able to connect with um, locals in the city and be able to build relationships with them through which we were able to share the gospel. I wanted to share just a little bit about some of the ways that the Lottie Moon Christmas offering um, was really helpful to me during my time overseas. Uh, you know there's a lot of things that are stressful about life overseas and that stress can really take a toll on a person um, mentally and physically and emotionally and so one of the things that I really benefited from during my time overseas was just the opportunity to get counseling um, when I needed it to be able to work through some of the anxiety um, that comes up just from living cross-culturally and uh, working through team dynamics and things like that and so the funds given through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering actually enabled me to continue getting counseling, even through um, a few months after I got back from working overseas. And that was just tremendously helpful. Um, Additionally, you know, there's a lot of complicated processes for acquiring visas and things like that overseas. And there was an entire team through the International Mission Board that worked with me to make sure that I was able to get the business visa necessary to be able to stay in country. And um, there's actually a point in time where I was a couple days away from having to leave the country because I couldn't get the visa documents in place. And like I said, there was a team working around the clock just to make sure that I was able to stay in country and um, able to focus on the work that the Lord had called me to there in Montenegro.
9: Hello from Tennessee to our wonderful Parkway family. We're the Bonds. I'm Brant.
7: And I'm Allison, and our children are Coleman and Caroline.
9: We were a part of Parkway from the years 2007 through 2012. And at that point, the Lord called us to move to Brazil, uh, where we served as Southern Baptists, Missionaries with the International Mission Board or IMB. We were with them for the years 2013 through 2016 Really y'all's presence was felt Throughout every step of the process that we had as we served in Brazil Uh, Through your faithful prayers that we constantly felt Um, we can't tell you how much missionaries need prayers and, and we felt them And the
7: encouragement through their care packages
9: care packages and uh, your sacrificial giving, of course, through the cooperative program and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. So as we're here at this, this time of the year, I wanna encourage you you guys, uh, we all do, um, we can't tell you enough how much your gifts through the cooperative program and through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, what that means to missionaries on the field. Um, through that, and again, Parkway family, thank you. Uh, we're we were recipients of that uh we never had to worry about uh our provisions everything was taken care of we were able to focus our efforts on reaching brazilians for jesus christ Um, again y'all played a powerful role in that we were able to go share the gospel with brazilians as well as disciple those who were already believers so thank you parkway from the bottoms of our hearts for being a link in that chain and a part of an experience that we will never forget. And uh, we will never forget you guys. And uh, it reminds me of all the things that you see in scripture where people prayed and the gospel went forth and they did it in the power and unity of the gospel. So thank y'all for everything. Uh, We look forward to seeing y'all again and we love y'all. Thank
7: you, Parkway
9: family.
0: Thank you. We love you. We love y'all. Bye. bye You need to know that uh, those who are involved in long-term missions that we consider uh, rock stars and superheroes when it comes to kingdom work, and we appreciate the work of these who shared. We want to build a sense of excitement some of these very places. You may not know all of these people, but some of the places mentioned Oh, this is We appreciate all that Parkway's done over the last 50 years, over the next 5 to 10 years as we continue to build God's vision. We want to go to some of these places and be a part. Now, not everybody can do it, go and do international missions, but everybody can give and everyone can pray. So we encourage you in that very thing. It was not uh, that long ago that I was sitting out here toward the front and uh, I was sitting next to uh, uh, one of our junior hires, I guess, and I leaned. We were singing, it's Christmas time, we were singing the first Noel and uh, I leaned in during the song, and I said to him, "I said, if you can tell me what a Noel is before the song is over, I'll give you twenty bucks." I could tell he was thinking, "What's a Noel?" So he tried. Is it a? Is it an angel? No. Is it a wise man? No. Is it a shepherd? How about an elf? One of the eight tiny reindeer? No. I not any of these things. And I. It's long before that that I realized I used to sing that song and had no idea what a Noel was, and so I figured as a pastor I need to look it up. Now this was even before the internet, so I had to look in my Bible dictionary. It was not in my Bible dictionary. I looked in other dictionaries, and I found sometimes Noel is simply uh, means Christmas. Sometimes it means a Christmas carol, but forgive me, it's actually a French word that comes from a Latin word that means birth. And so a Noel is, as we think about it in terms of what we are using it for and as we sing, it is a shout of acclamation of the birth of the Christ child proclaiming that Jesus is Savior of the world. So when we think about what a Noel is, it's you and it's me. Or at least what we're supposed to be. It's what we're supposed to do. We're to shout to the world and let the world know that our hope is only found in the Lord Jesus. We're to shout... Not just so others could hear close to us, but around the world and let others know that Jesus Christ is our Savior, Lord, and He is our only hope. Don't whisper. Don't let your life just be a hint that maybe you might be a follower of Jesus or maybe your hope might be in Him. But shout it out. Let people know Jesus is our, your Savior and you want others to take Him too. He is the hope of the world. Let me pray for you. Christ Jesus, we come to you today. We recognize that you are in this place. We thank you for what you have done for us when you came and born in Bethlehem, died on the cross and rose again. We thank you, Jesus, that even today for these who have gone before us, who have been part of Parkway Missions and continue to be, Father, we thank you for their testimony that they've given today. We thank you, Father, for Parkway 50 years of mission. We pray for those, many who continue to ask for prayer Father, for their continued work in missions, even during the pandemic that is worldwide, or even in ministries that there's perhaps no longer on the mission field, but on the mission field where they are here in the States. But we pray, Father, and we want to be faithful to lift up prayers for each one. We pray for the Lighty Moon Christmas offering. We pray for our part of it. We pray that we may reach our goal of $40,000, and we pray, Father, that it may go to continue to shine the light of Jesus around the world. We pray, Father, for the next 5, 10, 50 years of Parkway Baptist Church that we may be involved in missions. And we pray, Father, even today with our emphasis where it is today that there will be those who want to be closer to Christ than they've ever been before. We pray, Father, that if there is one who does not know the only begotten Son, the one who is the hope of the world, that today might be the day of salvation, that they may call upon Christ today. And pray for all those who are believers in our midst today. We pray because of what Christ has done that we may be ready to proclaim to others and truly find there's only one hope and our hope is found in Jesus. May we know that clearly, more clear than we've ever known before. It's in the precious name of Jesus we lift these prayers. Amen.